Bill, why did the magician keep candy bars in his arm pockets? Because he was a he was he was afraid to snicker. <laughs> Good guess. Am he I al- close? He always liked to have a few twicks up his sleeves. <laughs> He was almond full of joy. You're getting better. Almond, these, I'm getting better. You're getting better at these punchlines. I almost have telepathy. I'm almost <laughs> tuned into your wavelength. If you could read upside down, you'd really get it. Because <laughs> be I, I, I was reading it off a piece of paper. Oh, my I goodness. I was close. <laughs> Snicker and Twix. I can keep a lot of things in my head, but i I got to write myself notes all the time. Do you? Yeah. I'm not a note writer. I like to fly by the seat of my pants and forget <laughs> things. Yeah. I'm kind of a list maker, too. I'm always oh, writing li- little things down. You list makers down. just annoy the heck out of me well it doesn't really mean that i follow them but i write I know, but you, them down the fact i that feel you write better them, that i wrote the fact it down. that you write them seems organizational mm-hmm. and that annoys me and then i Organ- stick them in my pocket in your pocket and then they get washed <laughs> that's sort of on theme you know it is on theme we are talking about pockets today pockets. Po- pocket 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 wonderful invention an Wonderful amazing invention. invention. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad women are allowed to have pockets now. I know. I mean, they're still, they're not uh, good enough on most of our clothes, but they, people are getting better. My sister's jeans pockets were like three inches Tiny. deep. Yes. Mine were about 17. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. get a dog down my pants. Men had pockets before us, <laughs> and uh, they had they still have better pockets than yeah. we did. Yeah, yes. But we are talking about pockets here because at the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, where we are recording, um, poem in your pocket day is coming mm. up. It's coming up. Yeah, and what, what welcome day? to Wacky Poem. Welcome, Life. welcome everyone. Yeah. Here we are on episode seventy-eight. Coming from the museum here, we started this podcast just because we wanted to. Or like I say, when I'm talking about the museum, I started it because nobody stopped me. No one stopped you, so why not? Nobody has stopped us yet, No one has stopped us, you know. And you better not either. (laughs) We're just going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. We started because nobody stopped us, and we'll just keep going. We're, you know, we're promoting the museum as much as we can, but we also just enjoy talking about poetry and fulfilling the mission of the museum, which is to bring... Uh, more poetry to the people and allow people to have an experience of poetry and just to be of and for and by the people. The people and by the people. Last Saturday's Word Fest was a wonderful success. Yes. So every April we have a little festival. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there were people from out of town that were so thrilled to be here. The, the gentleman from Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, uh all places in Oklahoma we had people. And our podcast is reaching them and I think they're they're – subscribing or listening in no subscription listen in i was at the dentist a couple of days ago telling my hygienist about the podcast and she wrote down the wrote down the uh the website to listen in Uh hello hello andrea (laughs) i hope you listen in during your walk so it's just kind of nice to spread that Mm-hmm. The, the word. Yeah, Spread the because word. We, we're different. We're not an academic type <clears throat> uh, poetry podcast right. discussion. We're not dry and humorless. Well, oh, my goodness. We hope not we're, to be. We're anything but humorless, <laughs> I would think. We're definitely you know. not dry. You usually bring a little bottle of wine. That's that exactly we have. right. We're, we're as wet as can be. <laughs> <you know? laughs> okay, let's not go that far. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, there we go again. But I was in Getting I, in trouble, I, I, I was in Arkansas last uh, a few days ago, you know, taking care of some family business and sitting down at, to to um, 
Mexican restaurant to, to with family. I thought I'll have a beer. Yeah, I thought I'll just have a beer or margarita. No, it's a dry county. Oh yeah, my choice was taken away from me. So I had. <laughs> Sweet tea. I forget that about Arkansas. <laughs> well, I, I, only certain counties are dry. Yeah, you yeah. Know. I forget it's they still took, like that. They took my, my option away, so I had tea. Wow. That's right. I was a teetotaler. <laughs> it was just as well. You know how I get. So. <laughs> so what we normally do is, I can't even, I don't even know if I should say normally anymore because we. we We're not normal. We, do, we don't always do this. Yeah. Uh, we, but we used to, when we started, mm-hmm. we would take a poem that someone would wrote, would wrote. Wrote, had wrote. They wrote it mm-hmm. in the museum and uh, we talk about it for half mm-hmm. an hour. We still do that, but <clears throat> sometimes we just go off on other topics too. And that's, We've expanded. Yeah, mm-hmm. and today's episode, like I said, is about Poem in Your Pocket Day, and uh, which is coming up. Today we're recording, it's the 20th. 21st, is 21st it? 21st today, mm-hmm. and Poem in Your Pocket Day is uh, next week on the 27th. Yes. So April 27th. Yeah. And so let me say a little bit about it. Okay. It did start, it, it's relatively new. It started in 2002 in New York. It was from the office of the mayor in New York. And um, they started this day where basically they encourage people to find a poem or to write a poem and to carry it in their pocket during the day. And they could take it out and and read it to people or just read it to themselves or share it in some way. And there's lots of ways to share. And um, so they started it. And then 2008, the Academy of American Poets took it on as an initiative for all 50 states. And so at poets.org, you can go to the Academy of American Poets website and you can find out more information about it. And it, they say that it takes place every year on a day in National Poetry Month, which is April. But I've I noticed that most of the time it's the last Thursday mm-hmm. of the, the month is Poem in Your Pocket Day. And the website says there are lots of ways you can participate. And they say you can select a poem and share it on social media. You can print a poem and from their website. And we're going to read a few of the poems that they have on there that are suggested. You can draw an image of the poem. And uh, there's instructions in there about different things you can do. You can make an origami swan with oh. a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. You can record a video of yourself reading a poem. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. You can share that somewhere. And you can email a poem to, you know, your friends and family or your government leaders, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to do. Schedule uh, a video chat, read a poem to your loved ones, add a poem to your email footer if you're sending emails, you know, Mm -hmm. during the week. So those are a lot of things they suggest. And, and, you know, the main idea is I'm sinking. My chair is sinking. sinking. I'm sinking. (laughs) I didn't even throw water on you, Sean. Um, (laughs) So just, you know, to be involved some way with a poem and particularly carrying it in your pocket with you. Is it like having a little treasure, a little something that you you, you can see, something a little surprise? You You have a treasure there in your pocket that you can pull out and read when you get a chance. Yeah. I've actually, I I apologize. I've got something poking me in my pocket here. What is it? (laughs) Well, what do I have here? Oh, what? there's a poem in what your I, pocket, you assume, it, you assume it's a poem. Well, it's a piece of paper. A piece of paper that is folded. Well, hear that? <laughs> what you got, It Bill? does appear to be a, po- a poem. So let me read this. While you read that, I'm going to stand up. You, and I'm gonna you make straighten up. Cha- you straighten gonna, that chair I'm going to bring my chair back up. Okay, because I'm going to start to pop, pop. Okay. Poems perfectly pinned are prominently performed periodically by pensive people with pursed lips, 
proving that private thoughts percolate onto paper, producing productive, precious, almost palpable, often peaceful painting in words. Perky, peppy, even pensive or placid people peak phenomenally, pining for rhyming with plucky luck, peppered with lint, too portly for locket, proportioned, pliable, pivoting perfectly in my pocket. <laughs> Our next letter is going to be Bill, L. your alliteration is admirable and asinine. As, okay, you know what? <laughs> I knew. I knew I was going to get a B- minus on that. I knew it. Actually, that's assonance because I was using A. <laughs> I don't care. I like the P. It was very nice. I like the P. You know, it would have done well on Sesame Street. You know what? I I do admire that poem and your delivery of it and that there's no spittle anywhere on this table. <laughs> you don't know. You're not sure. <laughs> All those P's? All those P's. I just said one P, and I think I just spit on my microphone. <laughs> I was going to put something in my pocket, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to write I'm going to continue on. It's going to be word salad, and it's going to, try to, it's going to make sense to someone out word there. Word salad? We're, you know, just continuous words coming out of with P. It made sense to me. So it's my job. It's my job to go off the rails here. It's your job. <laughs> it's your job to to write admirable and asinine poetry Admiral, and share ad, it with the world. I like that. Admirable and asinine. That's my motto. I strive to be. Let's get you a shirt. Give me a shirt. Everything's a shirt. <laughs> when I was teaching high school here and there, now and then, in times mm -hmm. in between the times where I was quitting teaching high school, <laughs> I I would have students do poem in your pocket, and it was really a big hit. They would yeah. take out a poem, put it in their pocket in the morning, and then during the day while they were at school mainly, but they could do it at home or when they went to work after school or whatever. They if they would take the poem out and read it to people and have the person they read it to sign it. Oh yes. And then bring it back the next day. They got extra credit for every person that signed. And you should have seen some of these poems. They they got some signatures. Yeah, the more signatures, the more extra credit they yes. got. Oh yes. well no wonder. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So lots of people in the school and other places got poems read to them. Nice. And so that was really cool. So if you are a teacher listening, please consider doing that activity. Yeah. And if you want help with them finding poems to read, because it's it's a pretty good idea to have a, a fairly short poem, mm -hmm. you know, and it like could be about was. anything. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. You could uh, uh, email us and we'll, Bill will send you his poem if you, his pee poem. <laughs> his pee poem. Which is untitled, actually. <laughs> he needs a title. <laughs> I think it's going to call I Need a Pee. Yes. You can read that one. Or we, I thought in uh, today's. Uh, episode, we would also read a few of those poems that the Academy of American Poets suggested. Nice. Mm -hmm. let, let me do this one while I've got it okay. right in front All of right. me. Yeah. Because one of those poems is from fellow Oklahoman, fellow Okie Joy fellow Harjo. Okie. Joy Harjo, we know her. Yes. We, we don't know her. We've met her, I should say. I you, know her. You, you know her. I, I, I've met her. She's an acquaintance of mine, You know, friend of yours. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, and uh, she, yes, former National Poet Laureate. Yeah. And uh, the poem that they have of hers is called, This Morning I Pray for My Enemies. And whom do I call my enemy? An enemy must be worthy of engagement. I turn in the direction of the sun and keep walking. 
It's the heart that asks the question, not my furious mind. The heart is the smallest cousin of the sun. It sees and knows everything. It hears the gnashing even as it hears the blessing. The door to the mind should only open from the heart. An enemy who gets in risks the danger of becoming a friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The heart wants no enemies. The brain says, child, you're going to have enemies. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's going to happen. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> the constant the, battle of head and heart. But the door to the mind should only open from the heart. From the heart. Mm-hmm. That's a neat that is very neat. image, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That, you know, keep your mind working. Yeah. Yes, you need your mind to be working and on task. Mm-hmm. But the door to it should be where the heart is. Yeah. You enter through the heart to yeah. the mind. Nice. Oh, yeah. Love that. I, I, I do too. Thank you, Miss Harjo. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Now I have a quiz for you. Quiz. Okay. <laughs> let me get my. I just I jolted awake. You know? And you all can <clears throat> play at home too as you're listening along. Anyone from the. I forgot to look up what year, but obvi- I'm pretty sure this was the 90s. Elanis Morissette. Mm-hmm. 90s. It was Jagged 90s. Little Jagged pill. Little Pill swimming in my okay, stomach. Okay, so her pocket uh, song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in the chorus. She would end with a, a, a different little phrase mm-hmm. every time. So Got it. And what it all comes down to. to. You can mm-hmm. sing with oh, me. My, my friends. Is everything is just fine, fine, fine. Because I got one hand in my pocket and, and another one is head. Ha, um, ha, hanging outside the window, splashing the peace sign. <laughs> okay, you, all right, you finally got to it. That's oh, peace sign, okay. All right. Okay, so yeah, mm-hmm, and the other mm-hmm. one is giving a peace, peace sign. sign. Mm-hmm. All right, got do you it. remember the other ones? Oh, yeah. Because I've got one hand in, in my pocket, pocket and, and the, the other, other is hailing a taxi cab. There you go. You got the second one. Okay, okay here we go again. Because mm-hmm. I've got one mm-hmm. hand in my pocket mm-hmm. and the, the other, other one is flicking a cigarette. There you go. You got okay. the third oh one. Oh, my gosh. One more. One more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I've got one hand in my, my pocket. pocket. And, and the, the other, other one, one is, is waving goodbye to this quiz because I don't know the last one. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have guessed this last okay, one either. But I've heard I don't it. remember it. I, I'll remember it. Here's a clue. I'm giving you a visual clue. Okay. Is it's typing, uh, typing, uh, playing a piano. There it is. That's it. I remember that. <laughs> Yay! I remember that. All right. Hey, I got three and a half out of four. <laughs> Because I got partial help, partial assistance. Here, I want a star. Let's drink Cheers. to that. Cheers to Alanis. Cheers, Cheers to Alanis. That was a great song. I have a favorite pocket song. Okay. <clears throat> and I, I, um, I'm gonna do the very Keep beginning. Keep it clean, Bill. It's clean. I'm gonna do the very beginning <laughs> rift, and you help. You, you name the title. <laughs> dun 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 dun. I got brass. Hmm hmm hmm. I'm gonna use it in tension. I feel inventive, gonna make you, make you, make, make you, you, make you, you notice. notice. Gonna use my eyes, gonna use, use my, my gonna use my legs, gonna use my, anyway. You know that song? Senses. In, you know the song? Uh-huh. I gave you the title. Are you kidding me? I gave you the title already. <laughs> it's called Brass, Brass and Pocket by the Pretenders. I knew that was Chrissy Hines, but Chrissy I Hines. the rest of the song wasn't coming to me. I love the video. She's a waitress with a high bouffant. Yes, yes. Trying to get the attention the of that other girl's guy. I oh, love it. Oh, that's like 
80s. 83? Yeah, yeah. That's vintage. Yeah. Brass in pocket. Yeah. I got brass I in pocket. I don't know what kind of coin is brass, but I always thought she was British, but she's she's from Ohio. I don't remember that line, brass in pocket. Brass in pocket. I got brass in pocket. Does she have brass knuckles? I think it, I think I thought it meant coin. You know, but I you know the, <laughs> maybe she meant copper. <laughs> I got copper, in copper in my pocket. pocket. Doesn't, doesn't quite have the same. I was singing that to jagged little. Uh, never mind. There, there's a there's a lot of songs with pocket in the title. Are know? there really? I, I have them on my phone behind me, but I put my phone away. <laughs> but ours are the most. Uh, Alanis is the most popular. I think so. Alanis was number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Dr. Seuss book too. Walk it in my pocket. Walk it in my pocket. Walk it in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's a. Um, Comedian, he's really funny, Dimitri Martin. Have you ever heard of him? I have not. He just does these little strange um, jokes, and he, he has this joke. This is a Dimitri Martin quote. I got some new pajamas with pockets in them. Isn't that weird how men's pajamas have pockets yes. in them? And some of women's do, too. Which is great, because before that, I used to have to hold stuff when I slept. But now I'm like, where's my planner? Oh, there it is. Keep sleeping. All right. I used to hold stuff in my hand. I, now I've got to hold these pens and papers while I sleep. It's so unhandy. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I hadn't thought of it. All of my all of my pajama bottoms have pockets. And I sometimes I think, why couldn't there be one for my wallet in the back? I get kind of annoyed when there's not, like when sweats need a back pocket for a wallet. Yes. I'm actually wearing sweats today that don't have any pockets in front or back. That is, what do you do? I don't know. It's, you know, I want to put things down my pants and it falls down the bottom out of my ankle, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I have to have pockets. I mean, if I'm going somewhere, I guess I just thought, well, I'm just going to the museum today. I don't have to have pockets. But if I go anywhere at all, I have to have pockets because I don't carry a purse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have to have a place to put my my wallet and my uh, keys. Your your identification. And, and my your, poem. And your, your poem. And your poem <laughs> in your pocket. Well, did you know that why pockets were invented? Why? Uh, one of to the carry pur- things. To carry things. Well, but but <laughs> one of the purpose was to, main purposes was to keep valuables safe. Mm-hmm. And because you could keep them on you. Keep yeah. them on you. And back in the hundreds of years ago, they were pickpockets. I guess they called yes. them pickpockets. I'd never heard cut purses. Cut You're purse. a cut purse. I guess in a women's, women would carry the satchel or purse, and the people, uh, a thief would slice it open, and oh. they were called a cut purse. Oh. I had no idea. Well, when women first started wearing pockets, you know, they were kind of like an apron. Mm-hmm. They were one. They were detached from the dress, mm-hmm. and you would you would tie it around your waist. But most of the time, they wore it underneath the dress, so that would be hard for. You know, uh, somebody to reach over and, and that would cut be, it. That would be assault. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they did, like, um, servants and maids and such wore them on the outside because they'd have their cleaning materials and keys and things like that to go from room to room in them. But most of the women were wearing them inside their clothing. I often see women in movies with the, dressed in uh, old garb, you know, or from old movies, and they have pockets, uh, keys in their pockets when they're mm-hmm. approaching a room. Mm-hmm. Pull out that key and open that door. Yeah, yeah. So I do have a list of the things most commonly carried in pockets okay, today. Let's hear it. The number one thing. Guess Keys. what? The number one thing. Coins. In, in today's society. Cash. Phone. 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 <laughs> Phone. Wallet. I just so, showed my age, didn't Sh- I? <laughs> you showed your age. You. 
this is in in um, uh, in in order of of commonality. Okay. Phone, wallet, keys, pocket knife, mm-hmm. handkerchief, books, a book in your books, pocket, cash, mm. comb, flashlight. A book was above cash. A bush was above cash. A bush who was. Car- <laughs> a bush was. A bush was. Because I, who? Because who carries I, cash anymore? I don't know, but I carry bushes in my pocket. Clothing, clothing. <laughs> clothing in your pocket. Yes, you know, <laughs> earbuds, lip balm, and toiletries. It's like I've got that brush and 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 uh, hair gel over here. You know. Oh, I see. I thought that was interesting. Well, women around the house when they would carry. When they had their pockets, especially those those tie-on pockets that were really uh, deep, they would carry things like pin cushions and thimbles, little pencil cases, knives, pocket mm-hmm. knives, scissors, uh, keys, spectacles, watches, diaries. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, my, it's one of their their legs weren't all cut up. My gosh, that's, <laughs> well, the, that's a lot of sharp <laughs> items in the pocket there. I know, but the, they were probably using some really thick muslin or something that you think to, to yes. make the pockets and out the, of. oftentimes they had little cases for those things that you pull mm-hmm. them out of yeah even even little scissors you know the sewing scissors and so on do you know how all that changed late 1800s victorian era what happened with women's fashion in the victorian well era? i think they wore corsets and they got their little ribs <laughs> that's right that's oh my right. god there I'm... was this big shift toward the skinny Skinny, unreasonable Barbie doll waist. Yes, which caused you know skeletal issues and mm-hmm. digestive issues. And yes, and the pockets became smaller. Yeah. And more of an ornate thing, and yeah. basically useless as a pocket. I just find it interesting, you know, yeah. from the smashed feet of the Chinese women to the corsets of Victorian women. My goodness, you know, women went through it. Y'all went through it. We went through it. Yeah. 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 Now, we got our pockets back because there was a trend that then started in the late 20s with uh, Hollywood stars oh, th- like Greta Garbo, Greta Garbo and thank Marlena goodness. Dietrich. I was thinking of those two. Man, they look suave in their, in their suits. Yes. You know, so they the were pockets. wearing the tuxedos mm-hmm. and the menswear and trousers. They, Catherine Hepburn. They you know, wore it well, her too. Trousers. Very. They told Catherine Hepburn, you can't wear pants. And she's like, I was, screw I would, you. I would imagine she wasn't going to have it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what I can and cannot wear. Are you kidding me? Yes. Amelia Earhart, I bet she was a big part no of doubt. that, too. All these women mm. at the time no wearing doubt. pants. And yeah. so they were, of course, they had to start off by wearing men's pants or, I mean, they were stars. They could get custom a design. Custom tailor-made. Yeah, custom mm. tailor-made. But then, so the... Um, Fashion industry had to start making pants for women. Well, because it was all the rage. They, mm-hmm. Women saw that and they wanted that. Yeah, you know. Well, you ha- and how the heck can you be a Rosie the Riveter in a dress? Right, <laughs> unrealistic. You know. I mean, I don't have anything against dresses, but there are just certain things you cannot do yeah. in a dress. That's true. Or you should you shouldn't have to do. Yeah. In a dress, and, and even you need pockets. You know, even today's stars that, you know, there are a lot of famous male stars uh, um, who ha- have worn gowns to galas and so forth. They get roasted because they're wearing a beautiful gown. And it's just so, in- I find it interesting. Yeah. That interesting in the, the dynamic that women can it wear. It only goes one way. Only goes one way. Mm-hmm. Women's clothing are seen as less than or uh, to be mocked or made fun of. Um, it's you're showing your you're showing your colors out there, people. And there you are, Scottish men have been wearing skirts kilts. forever. And you know, I don't think they're wearing under the, anything under those kilts either. 
You know, it, it's air conditioned. I'm Scottish, by the way. I, I need I need to know my plaid. Do you know what plan. I am too? We were looking at ancestry again the other day, and I'm too. more Scottish than anything else. Really? Yeah. And probably a Perkins Castle somewhere over there, <laughs> next to the Guthrie Castle. Uh, no, it was not on the Perkins side. I don't think. I think it was on the the Brantley. Side. Oh, Brantley, that does sound Scottish. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, well, Brantley. Uh, I don't know. Brantley. Anyway, I just Scottish. Trust my sisters. They get they get into that. Oh, they no tell doubt. me about it. I, yeah, they're they're a fount of knowledge. Okay, those two. Poem in your pocket day. Poem in your pocket day. The other thing I was going to say about that is if you live anywhere <laughs> in the area of which we are sitting mm-hmm. right at this moment, mm-hmm. which is Mace the corner of Delaware and Maine, yes, in Mace mm-hmm. County in Locust Grove, Oklahoma, northeastern Oklahoma, green country, the prettiest mm-hmm. part of the state. Yes, it is, actually. Yeah. If you are anywhere near here on April 27th, please come in with a poem in your pocket. If you will share that poem with me, you will get a prize. Yep. Yeah. Yes, we are open ten to five. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what the prize is, but I'm curious. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. At this moment that I'm speaking, I don't know what the prize well, is either. But there but are a lot of prizes. I, there are a lot of prizes oh, here. Oh, I got lots of prizes oh, you know in it. here. Yes, right. <laughs> or down at the rummage store. Oh my goodness! Yes. 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 We have a, a thrift store here in town, which is down on another corner of Maine, Maine and Broadway, where we uh, sell items. Of, Various oh, and sundry. You would you never know what you're going to find. It's <laughs> yeah. it's 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 like a box of chocolates. <laughs> well, can they never know what you're going don't know what you're going to get? And that uh, that place is the main reason we stay open. So, yeah. if you come to Locust Grove, definitely go to the Rummage Store too. We have some very faithful customers who love coming in there every week. I would imagine that there are some dealers that come in there because there are some treasures. Mm. There's a two pieces of art glass I have my eye on right now, which uh, <laughs> I should have got yesterday, but I didn't. I'm going to swing back by. So you so, got a poem there too, Bill. I have a poem. This I have was a poem another here. one that the uh, Academy of American Poets had on their website. <clears throat> in their, they have a PDF document where they have quite a few poems mm-hmm. that that you could print out, and uh, especially if you were a teacher and you wanted to distribute those to students. Even though, I suggest letting the student, you know, select the poem. But so we picked out a few of them, and here's another mm-hmm. one that's there that I it's really lovely, cool. lovely, lovely. Mm-hmm. In the high country by David St. John. Some days I am happy to be no one. The shifting grasses in the May winds are miraculous enough as they ripple through the meadows of lupine. The fields as iridescent as a renaissance heaven. And do you see that boy with his arms raised like one of Raphael's angels held within the hush and this pause and the sky's lapis expanse? That boy is my son and I am his only father, even when I am no one. David St. John. Lovely. Yes. I love the lapis and lupine, Yeah. the two L's. Yeah, and just the blue. The know, blue, the image, blue. Imagery of the, the blue, blue that comes yes. into your head from that. And let me see, because there was something I yeah. really struck me again. I've read it several times, and uh, I saw something new when you said it again. Well, it's just how he starts. Some days I'm happy to be no one. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then he says, the May winds are miraculous enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything mm-hmm. personal, identity, human like. I don't need ego, any ego stroking. I'm going to enjoy this right. day. Go out and look at yeah. the sky. Isn't that enough? And um, 
and this idea, this made me think of last week you mentioned our WordFest, and one of the wonderful things we did at WordFest was decorate and fly kites. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. Oh, yeah. And I keep seeing my, my grandgirl, Claire, flying the kite that she decorated. And uh, so I thought of that with this image of the the boy that's standing out there under the expanse of the lapis sky. Lapis sky. You know, said, Look at him. Mm-hmm. You see that boy with his arms raised yeah. like yeah. one of Raphael's angels. You know, for our listeners who um, like art and, and, and or like prints, or, and um, there is a 19, early ni- early artist, Maxfield Parrish. He's an Art Deco um, painter. He pa- in a, painted in the Art Deco style. He has a specific blue, and I believe it's Parrish blue, P-A-R-R-I-S-H. Um, but his blues and his lapises mm-hmm. are like none other. Mm-hmm. His twilights and his mornings and yes. his evenings and his sunsets. So if you would look those up, that the, the blues are almost transcendent. Don't they? So. Haven't they made like wallpapers? Oh, and different he things has. From he has words. been so. Yeah, yeah, he's been so inspirational in, in design. Yes. Pockets. Mm. Pocket. Pocket. I did consult my lover, the online. I thought you might. Dictionary. I thought you might. My rival, the other man in your life. <laughs> About pockets, and uh, the word pocket does come from a word that means a small bag or pouch, a small sack. It comes from the word poke, and that's what a poke was, a poke. small sack. But the origin of the word poke goes back to our good old friend, the Proto-Indo-European mm-hmm. root, B-E-U, B-E-U. And it means to swell. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay. So you look at a pocket and you think of more things you put in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the origin of the word. The, the sense of it as one of small bags or nets at the corners and sides of some billiard table. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. So right. side pocket. That's mm-hmm. from side 17, pocket. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. from 1754. Also, if you talk about a, a pocket in terms of mining. The sense of a cavity in the mm-hmm. ground that's filled with ore, that's from 1850. Yeah, found a nice pocket of gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the military sense, an area held by troops almost surrounded by the enemy is from World War I, 1918. Okay. And uh, then the, the general sense of a small area different from its surroundings is from 1926. Now, Mm-hmm. On Facebook, I did ask people, is there anything you want to I know about pockets? Mm-hmm. And we did have a, a listener. Oh, good. Who asked us, Kelly. Okay. Kelly asked us about the origin of the pocket park idea. Pocket park? Mm-hmm. Okay. You've heard about pocket parks? I'm going to nod my head. <laughs> I, I, is it a small park off a roadway? A small park. A small park usually in the city in oh. a, a, a little area that is not of use for anything else. You can't really do anything else with it okay. in this little space. It's It started in Europe, and it started after World War II because the cities were starting to recover from all the physical damage mm-hmm. caused by the, the warfare, and um, they needed uh, cheap, and they had cheap building materials, and but they didn't have a lot of solutions about how to kind of quickly restore the urban landscapes and so that's how these little small tiny public parks came about little green spaces maybe Mm -hmm. perhaps little green spaces Mm -hmm. 
Uh, they're usually developed in small, solitary, kind of irregular-shaped mm-hmm. lots. Um, sometimes ones that are physically damaged that you you know you can't put a building or mm-hmm. can't run a water line or whatever it is there. And so they're not conducive to commercial development. And so they're really, relatively cheap to acquire usually, and they can transform a really neglected little space into a green space or just provide an opportunity for further development. And what Kelly asked was, why is it called a pocket park? It doesn't, any of them I've seen don't look like pockets. It's, it's not the visual that you're going for mm-hmm. with the with the idea of a pocket park. It's mm-hmm. the size. I think it means it fits in this space. Yeah, it's small. Mm-hmm. And it fits within a larger space. Mm-hmm. In fact, in England or maybe other places, it's called a vest pocket mm-hmm. park. Vest pocket park. Vest. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet these spaces are very beautiful, and thank goodness we have them. Yeah, yeah. And it is. I mean, it's a great thing to do with a space that you can't really do anything else with or that nobody wants to do anything else with. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of pocket pets? It's a trend. Yeah, and I have Polly a, Pocket. Well, that's a toy. These are these are li- oh, these are these are living creatures. Real creatures. Creatures. And I have a problem you with this. You carry them in your people, pocket? I have a, people, they're... Uh, I may disagree. You may disagree with me, listeners, but I have a huge problem okay. with this. We got I an SPCA lecture I, coming. Something. I mean, you know, like especially from from um, countries overseas where they uh, carrying these little po- pets in your pocket, little little marsupials and small animals in your pocket as cute cutesy things, and it's all the rage. Um, most of them are small rodents. Some are, so they're they're some are, fully grown. They're just small animals. They're fully grown. They're small. Some are are actually wild creatures that have been. Uh, bread and are tame, if you will, but they're just still just to carry in your pocket. Just to carry, and I, that's not right. It's silly, pocket pets. So not right. stick with Polly Pocket, not Polly Pet. Yes. So or pocket pets, pocket <clears throat> pets. Here, here, I'm going to tell you about an area of shame in oh, my no. life. Oh my Bill. gosh. Yes. Let me. Let We're me. at that point in oh, the podcast. Oh my. All right. Because when I think of pockets, there is a certain thing that I that immediately comes to mind. And it's called Hot Pockets. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Those nutritious meals that you pop in the microwave and and burn the skin off your mouth. And here's where the shame comes. I used to feed these to my son. I'm sorry, Luke. I need to look up the number of DHS. Excuse (laughs) me, folks. I I didn't know I was going to be hearing this. They were were cheap. They were so easy to make. They were delicious. But they would burn the (laughs) heck out of your mouth. Yeah. And often that's... cause diarrhea. Okay. <laughs> well, that's also an, you know not pleasant. You know, Jim Gaffigan, he has a whole routine about Hot Pockets. He's hilarious. Yes. He's hilarious. Yeah. So... Hot Pockets. <laughs> they were always advertised during wheel of, during during the the game show with the spinning wheel on it. This is the night. They're still around, aren't they? Oh, yes. Okay. But this was the 90s when Luke was young, and it was just, you know, I was busy and... Da, 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 Hot da, pockets da. and pizza rolls. Go, Hot pockets and pizza rolls <laughs> and, 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 and egos. And it was a good meal. I think, you know, he, he's he's healthy and good now, so he survived oh, heavens, the hot yeah. pockets. Yes. Yes. You know, I, that's and, my confession for the day. And you know, it, it will fe- it fill his stomach for a bit. You know, and you're a, you're a working mother. Hopefully, it didn't go straight through him. I don't <laughs> right. <laughs> Children have much better constitutions than we older folks do. I imagine if I ate a hot pocket today, I'd be yeah, I'd be sitting. He'd <laughs> be toilet. like, I've got to stay close to that facility. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Oh, and so Pockets and Poetry, here's another connection that I made, just, you know, segue. <laughs> I noticed this sitting here. Linda Sue Park on, I think this was on Twitter, she said, Dear makers of women's clothing, pants pockets should be like poetry, deep enough to be meaningful. Deep enough to be meaningful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially for women's clothing. Isn't that now, a good one? Yeah. Is, are women's pockets today any deeper, Sean? It just in depends the on the clothes because yeah. sometimes I'll get a, you know, most of my clothes come from the rummage store. Mm -hmm. So I'll bring them home a lot of times without checking the pockets. And sometimes I'll put them on and the freaking pockets are sewn. Sewn. They're not even a pocket. So it's, it's a fake pocket. It's it's an accent. It's yes. made to look like a pocket for fashion purposes. And then sometimes the pocket is like an inch deep. Like What's you could point? put a stamp What's in it, the maybe. Point? A quarter would fall out of that. <laughs> you showed my age again. You put a stamp, stamp. What's in What's a stamp? It? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. And then, but then some of them, they're they're good enough. They're they're good enough, and those are the ones I keep, you know, because I have to put my my wallet and my keys and so forth in my pockets. Yeah. I need a decent pocket. Yeah. Uh, and if there's, there's a hole in the pocket, you darn it, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're about over our time, but Are we're we? still talking about Are we about over? Pockets. And we're still, we, we can't shut up. What's happening? Can't, can't shut up. I was trying to figure out, is there something else I really feel like I well, have to say what, about what, pockets? When did pockets first come into existence? Was it over 500 years ago? It's medieval period. So they've been around a while. They have. Uh, like I said, though, it was it was men that, that had them, first of all. So it took a little while for the women to get the pockets. And... Um, it's kind of hard. The the ones that we have that survived from that time per period, they were pretty big, but it, it's hard to know exactly all the things that they, they put on them, the, the tie-on pockets that women have. We have a lot of examples of those. I was reading an article on the Victorian Albert Museum website and was talking about um, pocket history. So they said there was a low survival rate of women's garments from the Renaissance. So there was a lot that they didn't know about the pockets from that time period. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, a, a epiphany. I'm saying that correctly. Epiphany. I, poly pockets, which I thought were what I knew as a child, were not poly pockets. Poly pockets came, the toy came into existence mm -hmm. in 83. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else in a clear case. These tiny little dolls with scented hair. They're about two or two, in, two inches tall. Um, but they often could be carried in a, maybe it was a locket. But anyway, so if anyone knows what Bill is talking about, the little, let the, us little know. dolls in a clear case, some had yellow hair, green hair, pink hair, purple hair, and they, they had a fragrance to them. Tiny little, little dolls, and you would carry, wear them on your neck or something like this. Kids of the 70s, early I, 70s. Come help me. I don't even remember those, Bill. Okay. Okay. I'll get it. I did want to say one more thing, and this is a little bit of a quote from a book that a local woman, wonderful woman, Stephanie, Wise, she runs an ice cream shop here in Locust Grove. If you all are in town, she's open almost every day, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Ida, Ida Mays Ida Ice Mays. Cream Parlor. Mm -hmm. Down there, it's right next to the rummage store. She gave me this book called I Dream a World. It's by Brian Lanker, and it's Portraits of Black Women Who Changed America. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but talking about Poem in Your Pocket Day and reading poems out loud, I, I mean, it just brings back to me the necessity of reading and writing and books and poetry and books. And particularly, I'm sorry I'm banging everything around because this is a big book. There's a page in here about the wonderful poet and writer Margaret Walker Alexander. And there's a picture of her. 
And then this is just the first paragraph where she's talking. My mother read poetry to me before I could read, and I can't remember when I couldn't read. See, that's a big thing, first of all, isn't it? Yes. Have someone read poetry to you. At such a young age. Before you can even read. Yes. We grew up with books. I don't think you can write if you don't read. That's another biggie. Certainly. Because there are people, and I don't mean to be derogatory, but there are people who come in the museum with their own poetry, and they come in and they kind of shove it on me. Okay. (laughs) And want me to read it, but they have no interest in anything in this museum. Mm Mm-hmm. If you don't have interest in reading other people's poetry and ideas mm. about poetry. Certainly. That's mm, suspicious. Okay, I'm going back to the quote. You can't read if you can't think. Thinking, reading, and writing all go together. When I was about eight, I decided that the most wonderful thing next to a human being was a book. Wow. Isn't that yeah. great? Yeah. yeah. Reading Margaret is power. Walker reading Alexander. is power. Yeah. Reading is knowledge. Knowledge will take you places. It is. Yeah. And if, you know, I think there's probably people who listen to us who are poets or aspiring poets or whatnot. And you know, especially those of you all who have been doing it for a while, you know you cannot be a really good poet if you don't read other poet if you mm-hmm. don't read poetry. Well, as a, as, a, as a younger person, Maya Angelou, another black poet, yeah, was, she's in this book was too. my, yeah. I think it was her voice. Her oh, cadence yeah. and her voice just. So commanding. Just. I was mesmerized, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and th- that she has a poem, Ain't I a Woman, I yeah, believe. Yeah. And the, the way she would say that, uh, she was on, on, on PBS a lot. It was entrancing. Mm-hmm. Just loved her. Mm-hmm. Loved her. Mm-hmm. Still do. Um, that's the title of Sojourner Truth. Ain't oh, okay. I'm sorry. But okay. I, I know she's got one that's. Okay. It's got woman in the title. Got woman I can't in there think somewhere. Of right now. <laughs> like the sway of the back and the curve of yes, the hips. And, yes. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, the the little section of her in this book where she's um, – you can see what I am what I said, that she's very, got a very commanding voice, but she's also a person with great humility and great compassion mm-hmm. for people. And when you can combine those things together, yes, wow, powerful. that is a powerful mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Certainly. So the there we go, pointing yep. you in know, your pocket. I, you know, ho- hope we – Got you know, got in your pocket today, yes, people, and hopefully that you're listening to this before April 27th because that way you can participate in poem in your pocket day wherever you are. Are you going to keep the pockets people bring on uh, pockets the poems people bring? To <laughs> yes, you? they must take their pants off and leave them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you heard it here first. <laughs> no, I don't want to take it because they need to carry okay. it with them all day. Okay, but uh, I yeah, see. I will I take see. pictures or if they nice. let me do video. Last year I took videos of people that yes. came in and read their That's poems. Excellent. In the Wonderful. Yeah. Yes. And so please come in the museum. You will get a prize of some import. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's some cool stuff here. <laughs> soon to be excited. Yes. Excited? So, soon to be. Soon to be. Soon to be something. I just lost the word. Yeah. Soon to be announced. <laughs> soon, soon to, to be. Soon to be discovered. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, soon to be. Uh, uh, yeah. I turned 61 last week. <laughs> <laughs> Soon to be released or discovered, whatever the prize is, soon to be announced. 
soon to be announced. The prize. Yeah, discovered. discovered I, I still don't know what the word I was trying we'll to say. Come up with it. But last week, Wonder City Word Fest was my birthday, so that was the best birthday present Wasn't for that, me. Yes. Yeah. And if you all go on our Facebook page, the Rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry Facebook page, you can see links to photos from that day, and also a video of our special guest, Zhenya Yevtushenko, mm -hmm. who gave me the honor of of having me read a poem with him. Uh, one of his father's poems, Yevgeny Yevtushenko, and Maria Breedlove took a video of it, and you can find the link to it there. Yeah, you read a poem with Yevgeny's son, Eugenia. Yes, isn't that awesome? That is just it, <laughs> it's something, it's resume worthy. It's something, you know, it's just wonderful. Yeah. I'm at that age, I don't even use a resume. I, well, I, no one even knows what a resume is anymore, but um, it was just fun. I witnessed it, and it was just very interesting. I loved it, yeah. you know. Thank you all so much for joining us. Spread the word, share, you know, yeah, do yeah. all that stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys.